0: When we were kids, we were taught what joy meant. J was Jesus first. O was others second. And Y was yourself last. We need to never live in a me-first world. Being self-centered and selfish is a very, very horrible place to be as a Christian. The world will know we are children of God by our what? Our selfishness? No, by our love. And what does love do? Love gives. Hello, everybody. Miss Susan here again. And this week, we're going to be challenged, or at least I hope we are, by our devotion. So go get you a cup of coffee or a soft drink or just a big old glass of Southern sweet tea, and spend a few minutes with me. Because this week, our word is encourage. Two weeks ago, we did one on loss. Last week, we did one on content, and being content. And this week, we're going to do one on encourage, and being an encourager. So I hope that everybody is ready to settle in for a few minutes, and let's get started. You know, I'm going to say this as kindly as I know how, but I do not like to be around somebody that is a discouraging person. The, the negativity just kills me. I love to be around an encourager. And I repeat, I do not enjoy being around a discourager. And I don't know many people that do. (laughs) But we walk in a world of many who are discouraged. So we don't want to be a discourager. People are already battling so much in these days. One reason is Satan. He's out doing his job 24-7, stealing, killing, and destroying all he can in all of our lives. He knows his days are numbered. And he's out to discourage all God's children. And you know, during my darkest days in 2009, which was the end of 2009, I received well over a thousand cards, letters, text, emails, all trying to encourage me. But I also received discouraging letters from people who felt that they needed to tell me why my situation, if my husband leaving me, was probably my fault. Well, I know there's two sides to every pancake, and I was telling myself it was my fault enough, not counting all the lies Satan was telling me. But it just wasn't a good time for me to be told that by people that didn't even know me and didn't even know our situation. And so people began, some people were tearing me down with their opinions of the situation that they didn't even know about. So my oldest daughter would go through the mail and she would take out those letters that she didn't feel I needed to read. And you know, I sit back sometimes and think about the load that fell on her because she was taking care of me because I wasn't even able to take care of myself. But at any rate, she was even reading my mail. So I'll always be grateful that God gave me a beautiful daughter, that my oldest daughter, that's always been so good to take care of me. Not to say anything about my other two, because they, they're amazing too. And they were also there. My baby girl, Gracious, she was just there so, so much as well. But I was so devastated at that time. And for weeks, I couldn't even read anything. But walking and seeing all that mail stacked up encouraged me because I knew that behind each one of those letters and cards was people that was praying for me. And it seemed like the only prayer I could pull out of my heart to Jesus was to, and I still can't get over it, I did, but I begged God to pity me because I was just such a, I was such a mess. So darkness loomed. I was suffocating in sorrow. And many of you listening to this podcast, you know, because you're there, or you've been there. And many of you know people. That are there now. There was a lady that reached out to me this past week, and her her text to me was just so touching. And I may read it to you one day. I'd love to read you some of the letters and and uh, emails and all that come to me because they're so amazing. But there is this. There's also this lady on Facebook. And it's probably been two months ago that her beautiful daughter in her 20s died and left a little, I mean a toddler, just a little boy. And each day, she posts a picture of her beautiful daughter. And that's her therapy, is to post that picture and write something each day about her beautiful daughter. But I can promise you, as unnatural as it is for a parent to bury a child, she's going through her pit experience. And she needs to be encouraged. And she needs to be loved on. But what I'm trying to do today is encourage you to be a light to someone in a dark pit. Because there's no light around them. Only when they look up can they see a glimmer of light. And I want you to understand something. These pits are different depths. Some people's pits are not as deep as others, but they're still a dark pit. So inside a pit, when you look around, you only see darkness. And the only way you can see light is looking up. And be that person that encourages someone to look up so they can see that glimmer of light, which gives them hope. Today on the podcast, I challenge you to encourage someone. Number one, by praying for that person. There's nothing more precious and no greater gift than to take time out of your day to call someone's name in prayer to God. The second thing I encourage you to do is let that person know they're being prayed for. If someone's on your heart, let them know that that day. Hey, you were on my heart today, and I, and I prayed for you. I hope everything's great, and I want you to know that I love you. Something that don't take much time at all could very well save someone's life from suicide or going into a deeper, darker place. Number three, listen. Give them your ear. Let them talk to you about where they are at and and what they may be going through my friend kelly and i will forever be grateful but kelly slept with her with her phone for the first couple of years after um i went through my devastating time she literally had her phone ready to grab for me to call her if i was in a desperate moment and I will, I'll, I'll just forever be grateful. I'll never forget it. Number four, visit with that person. It might be dropping by with a flower, uh, a dessert, asking them to go to lunch, um, taking them out for supper. Just visit with that person. The fifth thing, which is the most important thing, If you've been through a pit experience, let them know your experience and let them know that God brought you through. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. He set my feet on a solid rock. He established my goings. He is a good God. Sometimes people need need to hear that and be reminded. I mean, there's no... I remember, this is so hilarious, but it was in the middle of the night, and I was in a really bad (laughs) position, and I called some number that I found online, and it ended up being a black preacher in Georgia, and I probably may have told y'all this story, but I told him, he gave me an hour for $100 I had to pay with my credit card before he'd start listening And I poured my heart out for an hour to this guy. And um, now I get tickled about it because, you know, he didn't have much to say, but he listened. People need to know that there is hope on the other side of the pit. But what I was going to say is, I was just desperately looking for someone that had been where I was so that I could pick their brains, so that I could ask them a thousand questions, so that I could know that if they made it, I can too. So that's why it's very important that we share. When we were kids, we were taught what joy meant. J was Jesus first. O was others second. And Y was yourself last. We need to never live in a me-first world. Being self-centered and selfish is a very, very horrible place to be as a Christian. The world will know we are children of God by our what? Our selfishness? No, by our love. And what does love do? Love gives. John 3.16 for God so loved that He did what? He gave. And what did He give? His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave the greatest gift of all, His precious Son. So we know that if we're full of God, we are full of love. And if we're full of love, We want to give to others. I want to read a scripture to you. Romans 15, 1 and 2 or two scriptures. It says, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Don't let life be all about you. If If we're strong at that time in our life, find someone that's weak and be their strength. Be someone that they can lean on. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Not please ourselves, please our neighbor. And then in Philippians 2 3 and 4 is another scripture that lines up with Romans 15 1 and 2. In lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look, not every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. And I looked up in the 1828 dictionary the word esteem, and it means high value, great regard. We can always find fault in someone, can't we? I hate to say it, but sometimes we're really bad to be fault finders when we shouldn't even be trying to see someone's faults. We all have them, so let's focus on our own and, and lay our faults before Jesus <laughs> and say, God, help me with my faults, you know, get the, the beam out of my own eye or the, you know, before I try to get the moat out of somebody else's. But God's Word says every man on the things of others. That means every single solitary person. That's all of us should find value in all people. You know, it's a negative world right now. The news is negative. There's just, I mean, it don't take long if you look around to get discouraged. And that's why we have to stay focused and look up. Just keep looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And you know, when we, it goes back to that song, I'm so often reminded of the words, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I think I'll close now, and I pray I've challenged each of you as the Lord has challenged me by studying this word, encourage. Let's be more kind. Let's be more encouraging. Let's love. Let's love everybody, each and every one that God has fearfully and wonderfully made. We can't look at people's skin color. We can't look at people's disabilities. We have to love them. Because, you know, in my opinion, when you're full of the Spirit of God, you can't help but love people, even your enemies. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, that's it for this week. I sure would appreciate if you'd share the podcast and pray that God will use it to help someone this week. And until next week, pray for others. Praise the Lord and realize just how very special you are because God don't make no junk. Talk to you next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening.